Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today's show is going to be a very interesting show because it's all about vegos. Mm, <laughs> it's about actually how to do vegetarian well. This was actually a request by one of our listeners. Um, actually, probably a couple of listeners uh, who yeah, have quite been a few. Uh, love been, listener requests. Yeah, so we uh, we want to honor this uh, because we've been getting it from quite a few people, and they want to know if we can do vegetarian well. What do you think, boys? Well, look, I gave it a crack. I gave vegetarianism a crack, and. Um, I sucked. I did a really bad job. In fact, although, you know, the first few months I felt amazing and I was a bit of an evangelist. I went around saying, oh, this vegetarian gig, it's the greatest thing in the world. And, I, and you know, I really, uh, I thought that I felt like I was on top of the world. But I, I often wonder, I look back at, at that time in my life and I think I lost about 10 kilos from where I am now. I'm 73 kilos. I think I was down to about 63, 64 kilos. And I I don't think I was that well, and I don't think I did vegetarianism that well. Or and and here's the other thing is I know other people who seem to have done it really really well, but I think you start to believe that you actually still feel as good as what you did feel when you you know when you were detoxing. But later on, I actually, I actually felt not that flash retrospectively, and I felt better after eating some more protein. But I know that there's people listening to this call right now that will be saying. Nah, that's rubbish, Damien, because I've been vegetarian for 20 years and you just must have done a really bad job. And that could be the case, but I, I just didn't do a really good job at it. Hmm. Well, yeah. I, myself, I've been, I was a vegetarian for five years. I wanted to trial it and see. And uh, I did get a lot more energy out of it when I first started. And yep. um, I don't think I did it very well either, personally. Um, I didn't really study it too much. And, uh, but, you know, I've gone back to meat uh, probably the last couple of years. And, um, I, you know, the energy, things have definitely shifted in terms of energy uh, as well from, I think, just from strength as well uh, with mm. the protein and the meat. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think I did it well. And I think it goes to show that a lot of people will try vegetarian because they think it's healthy, um, because there's some strong benefits. And there are, definitely. But I don't think we really do it well because we don't really look into exactly what we're missing regards to, you know, protein and everything else, what we're missing within the meat. But I think you can do it personally very well but it has to be strict yeah yeah and boys i don't think i've well i have never been vegetarian i've never done vegetarian i don't think i'm any risk of doing vegetarian anytime soon <laughs> um, i do i do like my meat it might be a and, truth or uh, dare thing yeah <laughs> you might do it then but but, but i gotta say I, I think that you know the question is can you do vegetarian well and i reckon the answer is definitely yes yeah. Um, you can do vegetarian really well. Um, whether that means you can be as healthy as you could potentially be by adding in a little bit of meat, uh, I think perhaps not. Um, but I think you know if you did vegetarian really really well, then you're probably going to be healthier than about 99% of the population out there. Um, you know you're going to be getting lots of great nutrients into your body. You're going to be eating lots of fruits and vegetables. Um, you know if you're doing it really well, I think you're actually going to be pretty healthy. Um, maybe not quite as healthy as you possibly could be but you're going to be pretty darn healthy let's just um let's just take it back a notch i don't know whether or not you need to eat meat in order to be uh to get all your protein and and so what i'm finding is that yes you probably need to get some kind some form of animal protein this is my feeling at least and i, I know that there's at least 
a dozen vegans listening to this this call tonight, and uh, and and I'm sure that there'll be a little bit of disgust with what I'm about to say. I think that the the blend of amino acids that you get from an animal-based protein. This could be eggs, it could be cheese, it could be, um, oh, dare I say it, milk. It could be these sorts of things that will give you extra protein that you could actually do, or extra amino acids that you could actually do better from than, you know, if, if you were just going to eat big slabs of meat. If it's a poor quality meat, it's not going to be that good. Let's say, for example, you go and get some ham. Ham's not good quality meat. So it, you know, if we've got to really look at where we're getting our protein sources from. Is it just, are we just saying that you've got to eat um, meat or are we saying you've got to get some animal sources of protein? I would say animal sources of protein. Well, I would say, uh, yeah, healthy animal sources of protein too. Um, yeah. So it's you know it's not about just going out and having hamburgers and hot dogs you know it's about actually uh, you know some healthy you know grass fed meats or as you said eggs or or whatever it is that you choose to do yeah. um, I think there's definitely you know ways around that um, but it, but it's definitely about getting that that animal protein and some healthy animal protein into your body um, and I think once again I, th- I think that that can just get you that extra one percent you can just really take you to that perfect well you know not perfect nobody's perfect but just take you up that last little step of your wellness Mm. so why don't we start off with you know we'll get to exactly how to do vegetarian well but you know let's start off by making some of the common mistakes that vegetarians make that they think they're doing something healthy but they're actually not because i know a lot of vegetarians that and i'm sure you guys know a lot of vegetarians that they're you know they say they're vegetarian but they actually don't look very healthy at all yeah yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing the amount of vegetarians who miss the whole point of the word vegetarian and just kind of <laughs> skip the whole vegetable bit. It's like they're a vegetarian Half, who doesn't eat vegetables. It's it's incredible the amount of people who I've seen who've sort of taken up vegetarianism and you know, I should say as well that I reckon if people take up vegetarian you know, want to become a vegetarian because uh, of environmental reasons or because of ethical reasons, you know, yeah, I'm completely yeah. okay with that. Yeah, you know, I sort of say them, look, if that's you know, if that's your belief and that's what you want to do, I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. Um and I just say to them, look, if you're doing it because you want to be absolutely as healthy as you can be, then maybe there's a few other things you want to look at as well. Just um, but you know, so people that choose to do that don't have a problem with that at all. Um, but what they need, to, you know, what they often do, I've well, I've seen a lot of people who just yeah cut out the meat and replace it with huge amounts of breads and grains and cereals and processed yes. carbohydrates. Um, and yes. so they have a lot of sugar, they have a lot of processed carbohydrates in their diet. Um, and that's probably the the biggest mistake I see. And I think that's what causes a lot of the biggest problems in terms of vegetarians is not necessarily the fact that they're not getting that meat, even though, as I said, I think they'd be a little bit better if they did get some well, some animal-based protein, uh, but more so the fact that they're often eating quite a large amount of processed carbohydrates. Mm, yeah. Agreed. Interestingly, um, in, look, in New Zealand, the the race or the, the denomination of people that have the greatest amount of diabetes in New Zealand is, in fact, the Indian population, so the, um, Asian, the East Asian Indians who are vegetarian now you would think well how could vegetarians get type 2 diabetes and how could they get fat and I ask myself that very same question all of the time but they they put on weight primarily because they're eating roti which is one of their major staples which is just uh, deep fried or fried flour made into a bread and uh, and then they're having rice with that and then some kind of veg- vegetable 
you know, put together or curry or something, but the primary source of calories is coming from carbohydrate fuels. So the carbohydrate fuels and saturated fat, mind you, because they often use a lot of um, saturated fat from ghee and things like that to, you know, really bump it up. So the saturated fat combined with high levels of processed carbohydrate is not good. Now, I'm not saying that saturated fat's bad. I'm saying that the saturated fat with the large amounts of processed and overcooked grain-based carbohydrates is incredibly challenging to you. And that's what a lot of people actually tend to do when they're doing vegetarian diets and it's inappropriate. Yeah, good point, Stamo, definitely. Um, so, I mean, that's probably the biggest challenge I see. I mean, what were the challenges for you, Lawrence, when you were eating you know, vegetarian? You sort of said you, you didn't feel like you were doing it as well as you could be. Um, you know, how did you go when you were doing it? Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, I didn't go full vegetarian. I, I did eat fish because I just felt that I needed that um, the meat protein from, from fish. And so I did eat a lot of eggs as well. So that's sort of where I got my sources of protein. Um, the things that I don't think I did, ate well was that you know, if you look at the vegetarian um, cookbooks or most of the vegetarian cookbooks, they're all usually made out of cheese and, and pasta and, and, and mm. rice. And that's pretty much it because it's very not, I guess it was not difficult, but it's most of when you're looking for ideas to cook meals, that's pretty much what it is. And this is exactly what you guys are saying. It goes towards that sugar, high carb uh, type of diet. And, and once you begin that process you start getting hungry because you, you're craving for more carbs and you really stress the insulin system and then you just basically just get worse and worse and that's can really cause a lot of problems and um and i and you know being a vegetarian like i ate what what i did was i ate a lot of veggies like you know it was it was pretty much salad every meal not every meal but every dinner and uh, with a bit of fish um, on that or eggs uh, within it you know one thing i thought was gonna be difficult being a vegetarian was actually going out to meals like in terms of dinner going out and uh, but it's actually not that bad except for when you go to but there's not a lot of choice you know because it comes down to the same thing it's usually pasta it's usually some sort of you know you know vegetarian lasagna or vegetarian quiche or something like that it's all basically carb loaded um, meals and there's not a lot of vegetarian really good vegetarian food out there I mean there's certain restaurants that are dedicated vision and they do it really well but for majority of the part they don't really cater for vegetarian so you can be very difficult if you're traveling a lot mm. And how yeah, about you, Damo? Because you obviously said you didn't do it so well either. Was it the same sort of thing? Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I was. it was funny because I started studying to be a naturopath at the time. And, you know, one of the first lectures that we ever had was from a, a vegetarian lady who was teaching us nutrition. And, of course, everything was going to be very, very skewed. And so as a result of it being so skewed, we were told that meat was bad. Anytime you eat meat, you're going to get colon cancer. Um, and if you eat meat, it's, it, you know, meat can stay around your gut for up to seven days. And, you know, that's going to rot away. And it's like rotting flesh inside your guts. And, you know, we're given all these horror stories. So I was kind of scared out of eating meat. And, you know, at the time... I'd go over to my friends' houses for dinner and all of a sudden I was saying, you know, don't eat that because you're going to die. Don't eat that because you're going to get cancer. And they'd serve up vegetables and I'd end up eating vegetables and a couple of uh, roast potatoes. And um, and it wasn't, it just, it wasn't good. And so I'd come, I'd probably even still while I was studying to be a naturopath, I might have even eaten McDonald's fries, you know, thinking that I was being a healthy vegetarian. Or, and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and... You know, and, and if I was to go out somewhere and it was challenging to eat something, I would just order chips and, you know, that wasn't good. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I mean, but just this is, this is common. 
<laughs> Amazing. Imagine that. And so I was, you know, I was just, I just was wasting away and I was becoming very sarcopenic um, in that I was losing muscle, I was losing strength, I was very, very tired, I had psoriasis flare-ups, um, you know, I wasn't in good health and here I was studying to be a naturopath, you know, I just had my nutrition just totally turned upside down and it took me some years to realize that I was doing the wrong thing so I had to sort it all out. Isn't it amazing though as health practitioners, there's a lot of health practitioners out there are actually not that healthy because we think we're doing the right things but yet sometimes when we evaluate it, it's not that great. And, yeah. we, and we got to realize that as a health practitioner that you know we got to study a bit more and really sift off some bad information and then really start doing some of the good stuff. But there are a couple of good advantages. I mean, there's a lot of studies out there that shows vegetarians as uh, being a good way to live. I mean, that yeah. big China study, um, I can't remember what yeah, year it was big. done, was one of the largest population study where it talked about um, that found the Chinese people who eat the least amount of fat and animal protein, I believe, uh, have the lowest risk of cancer, heart attack, and other chronic degenerative disease. Now, a British study was there's another one that was done, I think, for 6,000 vegetarians versus 5,000 meat eaters for 12 years. And they found the vegetarians were 40% less likely to die from cancer during that time and 20% less likely to die from other disease. Now, can you guys talk a little bit about that? Why, you know, such a huge study. Right, both of them, massive studies to show that vegetarians are much better. Let's comment on that. Yeah, well, I think the the big issue with that is you've got to actually have a close look at the two groups you're comparing. Um, yeah. So basically, what you're comparing there is you're comparing somebody who's eating uh, a you know I guess a a vegetarian perhaps perhaps a Western sort of vegetarian diet, and you're comparing that to someone who's eating the typical Western diet. Now, mm. when we talk about the typical Western diet, we know it's not healthy. You know, we're, we're not going to sit here and say, you know, <laughs> eating the typical it. Western diet is healthy for you because it's just not. And a lot of the meats that people consume in that typical Western diet are really unhealthy meats. Um, so, you know, we're talking about things like processed meats, we're talking about salamis, we're talking about hot dogs, we're talking about hamburgers, you know, just a whole range of stuff which is just incredibly unhealthy. Um, yeah. So, you know, if that's the basis for comparison, then probably most diets are going to look pretty darn good. And in fact, we see that all the time where, you know, this new diet and when compared to the average person, you know, everyone's healthier. Mm. Well, you know, just about anything you change is probably going to make you healthier. Um, so, you've got to look at the population groups you're actually comparing there. Um, because I think that's what skews those figures. Um, you know, once again, when we talk about eating the meat, and Damien mentioned earlier those links to cancer with you know consuming meat. Um, but once again, are we talking about consuming healthy meats, or are we talking about consuming processed crappy meats? And I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. What about the environmental issues, guys? I mean, obviously, um, you know, producing meat and, and for the from the environment is actually quite toxic. I mean, produces a lot of uh, uh, toxic waste out there. Um, you, do you guys have any comments on that? Can we do it well sustainably? Oh, it's such look. It's a tough one, isn't it? I think it's a tricky it's a question, toughie. isn't it? It's a I really think the answer tough. is uh, yes. You definitely can do it sustainably. Um, like as in, you can do it in a healthy way. Um, whether you can do it and produce enough food to feed our ever-expanding population is probably the question. Mm, um, because, you know, if you're going to go grass-fed, free-range, organic meats and have this lovely little organic farm, that's great and it's going to make really healthy meat. Um, but yep. whether if you did that globally, whether that would actually create enough food to feed the population, that's probably the biggest question. Mm, um, and that's a really yep. tough one to answer. 
Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think actually part of what's actually happened is that there's overconsumption of the protein sources. So there's a degree of gluttony taking place, and people are eating massive amounts of meat at any one point in time. So the demand and the, you know, the demand versus supply of quality proteins is quite dramatically different. So we, we tend to find that instead of eating an appropriate portion size of protein that would be that would be beyond beneficial for human beings, mm. you know, in terms of its consumption, we're actually eating way too much of the stuff. And so, you know, where people, I suppose, maybe get a bit confused with, oh, meat is bad, maybe it's because we're eating too much of it. You know, the, so yeah. the serving sizes, the portion sizes are just absolutely massive. And I suppose if you've got some crappy cereal going into your body first thing in the morning and then you've got a couple of coffees going in the morning you know the middle of the, in the middle of the morning then you get some kind of ham you know or some really poor quality maybe even tinned tuna or tinned chicken or tinned ham or tinned spam whatever it's called you know at lunchtime and then you're going to have a can of coke or a chocolate bar or even if you're trying to be healthy and you have an apple and then you know for afternoon tea and you get to the evening portion of the day and you slap a, a, a big 400 gram steak on the barbie or you have a couple of sausages mm. you know you've really you just haven't got that mix right and so it becomes very very challenging that i think is the problem and this is where i think people think that maybe it, that, that they need to go as drastic as being vegetarian to be healthy because we're comparing exactly what brett said a really bad or poor quality western diet anyway yeah. yeah, and and maybe the answer is you just need to be somewhere in between. You know, maybe it's just these meat eaters need to actually just eat some more vegetables. Yeah, um, you know, it might vegetables. not be just the quantity of meats they're eating; it might be the lack of vegetables they're getting. Because I think that's the case for a lot of people in our population as well. And I think that's yeah. the biggest perception of what you know. They, we talked about paleo diet with with uh, Rob Wolf, and people have this perception that paleo's all they eat is meat. It's like meat, meat, yeah. meat, meat. But you know, it's actually it's mostly vegetables, and uh, yeah. it's a good size portion of meat like you know proper size not just all meat and nothing else yeah that's um, exactly so right. let's talk how let's transition into let's how to make vegetarian well like how, how would you you know get the right sources of protein um demo like in terms of uh, if you're not going to eat meat where would you well, get it from look you you have to then you, you've got to combine um, d different types of pulses and and le and legumes together with uh, various types of grains to get the right amount and the right types of amino acid blend to enable life. There's a number of essential and non-essential amino acids that we need to get you know that that form part of our diet, and we need to make sure that we get this balance correct. And so the idea would be that if you're going to have a vegetarian meal, make sure that it's just not loaded up with rice or just loaded up with quinoa or just loaded up with, you know, pasta or something like that. Make sure that it's got some rice and some beans or legumes or pulses, lentils, these sorts of things. The combination of those two will give you the the balance that I suppose you're looking for of protein that's going to assist you with rebuilding your muscle supply. But let me just say that it's almost impossible to get what I believe to be the the, the right balance of protein, fat and carbohydrate when you've got to try and get a large amount of uh, amino acid into your diet from grains and pulses. It's it's quite challenging, and um, and so but that that's the way you've got to do it. You've got to get your pulses your, and your grains combined um, at about fifty fifty ratio in order to uh, to get that amino acid blend all, almost correct. Yeah, and I think that's one of the issues with being a healthy vegetarian, isn't it? That it actually takes 
uh, quite a bit of work and quite a bit of discipline to make sure that you're actually getting those right nutrients and those right nutrient ratios into your body. Um, you know, it does make it harder, and it means you have to work on it and focus on it, and um, you know, be a bit more proactive about making sure you get those nutrients into your body, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to you've got to really work harder. You've got to be very diligent and uh, and make sure that it's that it's spot on correct all the time. So, Damo, yeah. what about the essential fats? You know, we, we've spoken a lot about the you know EPA and DHA um, and how how well they're converted from vegetable sources and all of those sort of things. Do you want to touch on that a bit, mate? Yeah. Well, look, what we do know definitely is that uh, the vegetarian sources of omega three fatty acids, which mainly would come from chia seeds or uh, walnuts or flaxseed or linseed, same thing, um, is poorly converted to the active. Um, EPA and DHA from arachidonic acid to, to EPA and, and DHA very very poorly converted to the extent that it's around about 0.1 to 1% converted to be something that's effective and useful for the body so you need to have a, a heck of a lot of these seeds and they need to actually um, be really ground up and soaked to, be, to even you know remotely think that you're going to get enough there but we know definitely that you're going to stimulate high amounts of inflammation within the body if you have large amounts of cooked omega-6 fatty acids. So one of the ways in which you could actually live a healthy vegetarian lifestyle is to try and decrease the amount of cooked grains, like in other words, baked grains, uh, breads and cereals. Um, you know, try and keep those to a, like a very small amount and, and really have lots of vegetables and lots of the pulses and lots of the beans and the legumes with some quinoa, some amaranth, some brown rice or some basmati rice that, that's a more appropriate way to go rather than actually loading up on the breads. But just you have to understand that if you're going to be vegetarian, you, you don't have the luxury of having those high starch, grainy products like cakes and biscuits and, and breads and all those sorts of things because they do stimulate inflammation. And because of that, because you don't eat fish, and you don't get access to omega-3 fatty acids in their active form, you will generate inflammation within the body. And this is part of the reason why heart disease and diabetes run so rampantly through communities who eat lots of grain-based carbohydrates but still call themselves vegetarian. Mm. So essentially what you're saying there, Damo, is that because it's really hard to get the omega-3 fats up, then you have to yep. be really careful of the omega-6 fats so that you can try and keep that ratio in a healthy range. So you're That's saying exactly right, really, really minimize those as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, you don't have that luxury. You haven't got the, you've got nothing to offset it. So you, you know, you're really you're working backwards against the against that influence. You, you you've got to be very very careful with that. And and so Damo, if if you are a vegetarian and you're out there and you're thinking, okay, well, what is the best way for me to get omega three as a vegetarian source? Obviously, we've just said that they don't necessarily convert very well. Um, but what yep. would be the best option? Oh, Bretto, look, the best option is fish oil, you know, regardless of if you're vegetarian or not vegetarian, <laughs> it's just the way it is. But many vegetarians will actually have fish oil capsules knowing that it's beneficial to them. Um, it's it, The vegans won't have it. That's 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 the thing. So you can get the pescatarians who, you know, actually eat a little bit of fish and, and I think that's probably a more healthy way to go about being vegetarian because at least you're giving yourself access to some of the essential nutrients that we just can't get and we can't manufacture ourselves. Um, so I think, you know, that's good. But the best way to get omega-3 fatty acid into the body is to actually have it from its fish source. It's it's not fish source, but it's from, from the 
the source being fish. So you, you've got to you've got to go that way rather than going the linseeds, the flax seeds, the walnuts, or the chia seeds because you just won't convert enough um, to be of any significant benefit, even over a long period of time. So I guess what you're saying is that you got the variety of different varieties of vegetarians. You got the vegans, you know, obviously, yep. which you're saying that's pretty pretty tough to do, and yep. most likely not that healthy for you in the long run. Maybe great for a short period of time, but really tough to do long term. Then you got the vegetarians, and then you you got the lacto ovo lacto vegetarians, which are I assume that will be a little bit better because you're getting a little bit source of calcium and protein and and some of the B B12 vitamins that may be missing in in some of the vegans. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, look, you can you can go into that extent. Then you've got to go and choose the best source of dairy, right? So yeah. you've got to be really careful with the types of dairy that you're actually purchasing. You don't want to go the low fat stuff because if you're going low fat, then you're missing out on that benefit of the saturated fat that's actually in the milk itself. You know, the difference between having cow's milk that's low fat versus cow's milk that's high fat is four percentage points, which is somewhat ridiculous to just cut that out because it doesn't make any sense. But you're better off actually going for a cow's milk that's actually got a casein um, protein strain that's, I suppose, similar to that of what a, a human would actually manufacture. And so you're probably better off going for the juicy cow milk, which is considered to be what's called A2 milk. Mm. And many herds in Australia, New Zealand, and around the world have actually been shifted to the Frisian cow herd because the Frisian cow herd pumps out such a large amount of milk um, compared to the juicy cow milk. But the juicy cow milk is better quality and better for human beings. Now, I'm not condoning drinking bucket loads of milk but if you're going to be a, a vegetarian if you can push yourself in the lacto ovo vegetarian you know sort of bundle which would mean that you're having milk and eggs that's and cheese and yogurt you could probably build a reasonably healthy lifestyle around that because you could have fruit yogurt and some nuts and seeds for breakfast you could then e easily have a beautiful salad with some you know good quality cheese in there like bocconcini for example or, mo or buffalo mozzarella or something like that would actually go beautifully in a salad with you know maybe some chickpeas thrown through different types of lettuces different types of sprouts sprouted beans sprouted lentils these sorts of things can go into it with beautiful olive oil and maybe some balsamic vinegar for example and then in the evening you could quite easily put together um, a nice curry with some beautiful um, lentils and some brown rice you know that, that's the sort of thing that you actually put together and, and pull off vegetarianism quite well if you're doing the lacto ovo vegetarian and I actually left out eggs there so you could actually put eggs in one of those meals mm. even I could probably do that for a day don't I? <laughs> it's not a bad way to be, you know. It's, a, it's it's actually not bad. And look, LT, you would eat similarly to that most of the time. I do. I mean, majority of the time, I do. Um, the only thing that I add to that's different than I when I was sort of, I guess, a pseudo vegetarian is that I eat red meat now. But you know, I eat healthy red meat. You know, I try to get as the best source of red meat I can. Um, you know, grass fed as possible, organic, that type of thing. But that's yep. pretty much the only thing I've really changed. Um, it's just adding protein and the main difference that have changed for me is really my ability for strength um, for weight training and things like that I felt I, I was able to get stronger faster um, where I was sort of at a pace where I wasn't able to 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 um, to I guess really produce um, as well as I do now I mean I did a triathlon doing oh, as being a vegetarian so I was able to do things like that but there was still there was that once I switched to red meat there was definitely a big change in terms of my ability to um, build stronger muscles and just strength overall yeah. and fitness you actually you actually got bigger i think i was there for your inauguration back into the meat world and um and i actually <laughs> remember you probably even on that night you actually developed pecs it was incredible. oh right they turned green too and became hulk 
<laughs> no, look, I, I think, you know, most certainly what I see with a lot of vegetarians who don't do it well, and this is my point, you have to do it really, really well. And I encourage you to, if you want to be a vegetarian, please do it, but do it really, really well because it does affect your immune system because the proteins that we eat form every single enzyme within the body and every single immune cell within the body and every single growing bit within the body. Now, I, I got given out playing cricket today on a really poor decision by the umpire <laughs> and he's vegetarian. Now, I think that if he had have had a little bit more protein in our break, he might have been all right. But, but actually, both of our umpires are vegetarian. One was of Indian descent. The other one was of Swedish descent or I think it's Swiss, or maybe it's Swiss descent. But um, the, what's interesting about it is that they both would say that vegetarian is a very, very good way to eat and they would both say that you basically have to have no protein at all or no food at all to actually get a deficiency of protein. Now, that may be true and one of the examples that they that one of them said was that in the German Nazi camps, people weren't fed protein and they survived. And what I wanted to say, without being rude, was that yes, absolutely, they did survive but they didn't thrive. And so the difference between surviving and thriving could just be that if they had have had eggs every other day, they might have done better. Had they been given something that was more appropriate in terms of a, a source of protein or omega-3 fatty acids, maybe they had some saturated fat in their diet, they might have even done better again. So you can still do better and yes, you can be vegetarian and do it poorly and still live, but you may not be doing the best you possibly can. Great points there, Damo. Great uh, summary of what we've been talking about the whole entire show. So that guys, listen, you can do veg vegetarians very well, so make sure you do eat veggies <laughs> follow the root word what brett said <laughs> eat veggies so that was a great episode guys and i hope you got a lot out of it so i hope to, that fulfilled uh, for those uh, people who actually um asked the question about how to do vegetarians well as always leave your comments below tell us what you think about that uh tell us what you think about our answer to that it's at thewellnessguys.com leave your comments and, and below. ask us questions guys because we do put your questions into our episodes so make sure you give us some questions and uh, give us some ideas for some what you'd like to see in future episodes because mm. we want to give you guys the information you want that's definitely i mean you can send us an email we do answer our emails and uh if but a lot of communication does go through facebook so go to our facebook page and to like us there follow us on twitter and make sure you sign up a uh, notice of each episode because we got some great episodes coming up and you don't want to miss it so we'll send you uh, our emails to to let you know when those are going to be so until next week guys begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show